0: He doesn't say, oh, if they're, they're not serving me, then yeah, they're cool. yeah, Yeah, look down upon them. No, he says, don't look down upon them. Right? This is so heavy. And I want to change just a little bit directions. I want to go into, me, so me and Anthony have kind of set the tone and the atmosphere. But now I want to leave you guys with some practical ways to instill value. What you guys can personally do. So these no are, wow, these are really important. So guys, please write this down. But number one I want to talk about is pursue an authentic relationship with Jesus. 1 John 4, verse 7 to 21, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. You can't love your children without knowing the person who is love. If you have never known love yourself, how are you supposed to love other people? How are you supposed to pour into the younger generation? You can't. It's impossible. You have to know the person who is love. We need to invite the Holy Spirit in, right? Your children need to see you model it. They need to see you. They're imitating you. Just like we're imitators of Christ, with little children, they look up to their their father, their mother. They look up to them. I want to be just like you when they're little. Right? When you're getting ready to leave the door and you're putting on your shoes and they're putting on their shoes and you're like, where are you going? Right, like I I gotta go to work or something. And they're just like, yeah, but I can come with you, right? Like little children are just innocent. They have no idea. They just wanna be with you. They wanna spend time with you. They're watching your every move. And so I just wanna say there's some parents, right, that you guys, when you read the Bible, when you pray, when you worship, you go into this secret place and it's awesome, but you isolate from your kids and you don't invite your kids into those times, And there's a time and a season and a place for everything. I'm not saying every single circumstance, but are you asking the Holy Spirit, should I invite my kids into my worship time? Should I invite them into the prayer room, into my secret place with me? No one's even asked the question. And I think that's the saddest part. And just like Anthony said, we're not bringing condemnation, it's all about conviction. Conviction of the Holy Spirit today. But when you have those moments, and there are exceptions like Anthony talked about. If, if you can't pray out loud, or if you can't read the Bible out loud in your house, whatever it looks like, there's always ways that we can show love. Yeah. Love looks very different. When you sp- show it through your actions, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Right? You can show love through a smile, a hug, a kind gesture, whatever it looks like. So there's, you can, no one can ever tell me there's nothing I can do, Mitch. I don't know how to show love. Good. But we need to first pursue an authentic relationship with Jesus. It has to start there. And then number two, get connected with a mentor group. Man, Proverbs 22, 7 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Parents and everyone else in the sound of my voice, you will experience some bad days. Yes. Like, I am not gonna beat around the bush and be like, it's all gonna be rainbows and roses. Like, there is gonna be some days that are difficult and challenging. And we need to surround ourselves with people who are gonna encourage us, who are gonna strengthen us and lift us up, even when we don't feel it, right? This is so important. It's so important to have a healthy support system in your life. If you don't have people that are speaking life into you, what are they speaking? Are they taking it away? Are you guys stagnant? Are you comfortable with where you're at? I think it's time to rock the boat a little bit. Wow, this is, it's so important. There's plenty of opportunities to get involved in mentorship groups. Please, please call the church, talk with Pastor Larry, go see the info center and please sign up for a mentorship group. This is so important. It's so important to be around people like-minded. Amen. You can share insight with them, stories and experiences and gain from them. If it's not, if, if you're thinking, hey, I don't I don't want to do this because I think I have it all. Then do it for someone else. Pour into someone else. Why has it got to be all about you? Why has it got to be all about me and what I receive, right? Why can't we bless other families in the church? Amen. Why can't we step out and say, I'm going to pour into you because I value you?
1: Yeah. Good. Amen. That's good wow. All right. All right. <laughs> so... Um, We've got quite a few points. I'm going to uh, speed through a couple just because I think we're running short on time. Um, All right, so comparison is a huge issue that we face today. Someone said, I think it was it, Theodore Roosevelt, comparison is a thief of joy. Kids get enough comparison at school, enough comparison with their friends. They don't need it at home. And I'm personally guilty of this with Ruby. She didn't walk until she was 19 months. She was a slow walker. <laughs> but I would often say, Ruby, why aren't you, why aren't you walking like so and so? Come on, come on, walk, walk. I didn't realize that the words I was speaking over her were devaluing her. She was working on other things. She's so intellectually gifted, she was, didn't have to worry about walking. And, but she was developing on her own time in God's time, but we think that when we have to compare, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing better than this. Each child is unique. Each child is beautiful and gifted in their own specific way, and when we begin to compare, we begin to steal the joy. Amen. We have to ask thought-provoking questions to our children. It's not always easy. Some teams. hey, how's your day? Yeah, it was good. Hey, what'd you do today? Nothing. Yeah, I get it, I used to be one of those teenagers. Mom, yes, yeah, stop asking. Yeah, it was fine. But I appreciated that my mom continued to poke, continued to dig. Because I felt valued. I said, you know what? She's still valuing me deep down if I was honest. My angsty 17-year-old self, yeah, I was honest in the fact that my mom still valued me. Take time to actively listen. When you ask questions, take time to listen. It's a funny saying that God gave us two ears and one mouth, we're supposed to listen twice as much as what we speak, yeah. and kids have a lot to say. Ruby speaks for days; she just <laughs> she just goes. And I'm, just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, she speaks a lot, but I love listening to her. Spend quality time with your children. There's these five love languages that are going way back, but statistically, it said that if you spend ten minutes. Of uninterrupted time with your child, loving on them that, and the way that they receive love, that instills so much value. It's, t- it's 10 minutes. I hope that you guys do more, but it's, t- it's 10 minutes. Put down your phone, put on Do Not Disturb, just you and that child, just you and that teenager. It's 10 minutes. And statistically, that has proven, increases their value astronomically. Celebrate things you want to see repeated. How oftentimes as parents, I'm guilty, you have blinders onto the bad things. Oh, okay, don't touch that. Yeah, okay, do your dishes. But we fail to recognize the things that they are doing right. As a parent of two, Ruby's, Ruby has a hard time sharing. She's, she's three. She has a hard time sharing. And so we often have to kind of monitor how she plays with Solomon. And okay, Ruby, share. Okay, Ruby, share. But do I take time to, when she is going out of her way to share? Good job, Ruby. I'm very proud of you. Do we take time to recognize when the teenager says, hey, mom, I'll do the dishes today? Yeah, that's, that's a odd saying, but you know. <laughs> but if we recognize the things that they do right and praise the attitudes and the decisions that we want rewarded, the outcome is, is amazing. All right.
0: And I just want to wrap up quickly with a couple. Yeah, we have flying through these. Um, This one I think is just so key, so important. Write and speak what you want to see even when you can't see it. Over your children. When you can't see it, when all you see is the behavior and like, I, I don't know, Mitch, I don't know what I can do. Write what you want to see. Amen. Right? Begin to prophesy over your children. Speak life even when they aren't serving the Lord right? We need to make some declarations like, God, I thank you that my children are going to serve you with all their heart. God, I thank you that you are faithful to your promises and I will continue to stand unto your word until it comes to completion, right? Just like it says in Joshua twenty-four fifteen, ask for me and my house so we will serve the Lord. As long as Jesus is in your situation, he's in your family, there's hope, right? There is life. As long as Jesus is involved with it, there is life. But what you release out of your mouth, that sets the tone in the atmosphere. You can speak life or you can speak death. The power's in the tongue. There is so much power. But what will you speak? What will you speak over your children? (laughs) Brothers and sisters, parents, family members, you cannot, not, not, please do not give up on your children. Do not give up on your children. Keep going to war for them. Keep interceding for them. Don't stop in the prayer closet in your private time. Do not stop praying for them. I know there's some people that came here and said, Mitch, it seems hopeless. It's been years and years and years. Did Jesus give up on you? Did he give up on me? No. And I think it's so important because so many people came into here today and they wrote off their children. They're like, they will never amount to anything. They'll never love Christ. It just is what it is. And I need you guys to go back to the cross and say, God, I, I repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not valuing my children, for giving up on them. Christ, you, God, Jesus, you never gave up on me. But I lost sight and I gave up on my children. It's the lie of the enemy that he'll say, you'll have to live with this garbage forever. They'll never amount to anything, so why try? Do not fall into the trap and the lies of the enemy, who will try to steal, to kill, destroy. Stand on the word for your family, amen? And this last point is pray, pray, pray some more. Pray without ceasing in all circumstances, right? It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, rejoice always in every situation, right? Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Constantly pray. If you're not a praying family, it's not over for you. But begin to pray. Prayer changes the atmosphere. It changes your life. It changes your perspective and your mentality. When you're like, God, I can't do this anymore, pray. When you're like, I can't deal with much, pray. There's never a moment, it's moment by moment. And for some of you guys, you're gonna have to pray more often than others. Right? For some of you guys, don't look at your neighbor and be like, he doesn't pray that much. So I don't know, I don't know how he does. It. No, why are we basing on other people? Pray, begin to intercede. Begin to go to war because there's a battle going on in the minds of your kids. Yeah, that's right. And there's a lot of things that you don't see. A lot of pain, a lot of brokenness. And it's easy to see the outside and be like, I see this, this, and this. It's hard to find the gold in the middle. It's hard to see the value on the inside. Anyone can point out their flaws.
1: Who can find the beauty? Yeah, sweet. All right. So to wrap up, we are nearing completion. I got a Jenga tower. Mitch and I are going to make some pretty bold statements. It might seem exaggerated, but the reality is that these thoughts may have come across your mind. And this is going to be representing of our child and teen. And I want to want you guys to watch what happens as we begin to say these statements over Amen. our children. First one, it's the pastor's job to teach my child about Christ. I don't have time for it. I don't want to do it.
0: Mm. Wow. You know, I, I'm so overwhelmed and angry with my children, I don't, I don't want to pray with them. I don't want to pray for them. I don't, I don't want to spend time doing that, because what is it going to profit me? It's not going to be worth anything.
1: It's uncomfortable to worship with my family. They're often distracting, and I can't really get into the worship time. You know, it's just, I just can't do it.
0: <laughs> oh, snap. Look, at we're, we're getting a little unstable, right? Wow. My children, yet my youth don't even want to serve God. They don't even have interest. And so why should I invest in them? Why should I pour in them? They don't care about themselves. So why should I?
1: My youth doesn't love God. You know, I don't think they ever will. They're rebellious. I see a lot of myself in them. I knew where I went. I just, I just want to give up.
0: Man, we're left with this structure, right? We see this how it looks pretty unstable. There's a lot of holes. And this is how a lot of the children feel right now on the inside. Mm. All you can see is the outside. You can see the the portions that look nice. You can see this side where it's like, man, it looks like they have it all together. But really, there's so many holes. There's so much brokenness. There's so much pain. And then maybe it's that last one. It's like, man, maybe I wish I never had children. Mm. Anyone ever said that before? I wish it was all just... (laughs) I wish it was done, I wish I didn't have children. And so we leave our children feeling like this, like rubble, like the broken pieces, and they're left and we don't even see them. We don't see their hurt, we don't see their pain, but this is how your children are feeling on the inside. They're torn, they don't know what to do, they don't know what's right is and what wrong is. They're so confused, they're so broken, because you haven't seen their value, you haven't seen their worth their decisions that they made, they're not sure how they came to them. They made them, but they realized that either way, if they made the right choice or not, that you would ignore them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they would end up here. And I want to end with this. It's so important because we don't want it to stay here. We don't want to leave this moment today and make you feel at the end of this message is just like, wow, there's no hope. It's over. We have to know that our, there's hope in Jesus Amen. and that you came in here today and maybe you didn't have it all together. Jesus is not about perfection. It's all about progression with him.
1: Amen.
0: It's always about Amen. taking steps forward. So there is always an opportunity. Today, right now, is a moment that we can rededicate to the Lord and say, God, I am sorry for not believing in the younger generation. Amen. I am sorry for not valuing them and seeing them how you see them. Give me eyes to see so I can begin to see the children of God how you see them, God so I can begin to love my children. I don't know who is in that boat, but today is a day for redemption. Amen. God is a redeeming savior. Amen. Each and every day presents a new opportunity, but it is so important to make that
1: choice. Amen. All right, so we're gonna jump into communion. And this is another practical thing that you can do with your child or teens. The only thing they need to understand is that Christ is their savior, accepted the Lord as the reigner, the the king, (laughs) (laughs) tongue-tied here, the king over their life. This is something that is so beautiful and so simple on the outside, a piece of bread and some juice. But the implications for this are astounding. And when we come, and this is a form of worship, when we come alongside our child and our teenagers and our family and we worship together, amazing things happen. Amen. God, I want to thank you so much for your broken body. I thank you that you valued us enough to go to the cross. I thank you that you valued us enough to see our worth when we thought we were worthless. I thank you that your body was broken, that you were beaten beyond compare, Lord. I thank you for the fact that you went to that cross and you died for me that you died in my place. God, you saw the value I had when I couldn't see it. You looked beyond the filth and the muck Mm. and you saw the child of God that I was, the precious blessing and you wanted me. And on the cross, Lord, you thought of me. And I thank you so much for that, God. I thank you so much just for the opportunity that we can celebrate this in remembrance of you, Lord. I thank you that we have this freedom to freely worship in Canada. That we can come before you, arms lifted, heart abandoned, and just say, God, thank you. Amen.
0: God, and I thank you for the cup. I thank you for your blood that was spilled. I thank you, God, that you valued each and every person in this room. Amen. Every person, the sound of my voice watching online, you valued them. Father God, you took the worst beating possible. Yes, God. So gruesome, unrecognizable on that cross. God, your blood was spilled for us so that we can experience new life. God, forgiveness. And And I thank you, God, that no one is exempt. Father God, you are so inclusive. We've made you to be exclusive at times, but God, you are inclusive in all that you do. You wish that no one should perish. So I thank you, God, for today, that you are moving in hearts. God, God, and I thank you that you are bringing life back into families. God, I I feel like the word today is that we're going back to the land of the living. That a fresh wind is coming into families right now that you are breathing life into those dry bones, that they are raising up and we are raising up champions in this house, amen? Amen. So I thank you, God, that as we drink the cup, Father God, we remember the sacrifice that you paid in the name of Jesus. Wow, thank you guys so much for coming. We wanna just end by saying we love you guys so much. We value youth leaders. If you guys can take off to the back tables, that'd be awesome. But please, guys, as we leave, as we're talking about Proverbs 22, uh, verse 6, right? Train up a child in the the way that they should go so that when they get old, they will not depart. Cling to the word, cling to truth. Even in times of uncertainty and pain, cling to the truth of who God is and his character and his nature, amen? Amen. We love you, family. If anyone needs prayer and wants to come up for their families, please join us at the front. Anthony, I will be here. If not, have an amazing day, guys. Bless you.